Hi, beautiful human. Thank you so much for allowing us into your ears today. Zara Larson going to be hanging out with you and me at any moment. She has a brand new album coming out top of March. It's called Poster Girl. We have a lot to discuss. A lot of life has been lived since the last time she was hanging out a couple months ago. And yeah, now she officially has an album ready for you and me. Let's dissect it all, shall we? Please subscribe to our podcast. I beg. Okay, let's do this. I appreciate you. What's up? Hello there. Hello there. Hi. Oh, jeez. Sorry I'm late. No, it's okay. Please, you're busy uh, doing more important things than talking to Dan and I. I mean, come never. On. No, never. Al- always. All- I hope so. <laughs> you look tan. Uh, it's this lighting against this uh, this purple. I don't know. I'm trying something new. You know. It's cute. Are I'm you really home? over being home. Yeah, I'm. I'm really done with it. To be honest. I feel like you guys are in two different climates. No, we're not. <laughs> We're in the we're like we're Why about. Why are you wearing um, a jacket and a? <laughs> it's cold in my apartment. I'm freezing. Yeah, feels but- like a feels like a freezer in here. Wait, were you able to hear that? Yeah. What was that? Okay, so I think they're. Te- I thought somebody was stuck in the elevator, but I think they're testing something out there. But I opened my door. Well, first I looked through the peephole, and it was just pitch black. And I'm like, what? Did what? somebody cover up the peephole? And I opened the door, <laughs> and the halls are just dark. Black. And they're what? lit by the glow of the exit signs, and I'm like, no, thank this you. Is I just part of a horror movie. Yes, yes. I thought I was gonna die. I really, very scary. Um. Anyway, Dan is refusing to to buy a space heater, and it's very cold in California. Not based on like Wait, temperature, but it, you're in cold. California. But where are you then? I'm in California too. I just choose to put on the heat and live a normal existence. Right. Right. I, I don't like to it's do that. Cold in LA. It's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. It's freezing. Oh, yeah, that's not hot. But you know what? My sister, she has, um, we call her room the freezer. Every time she opens the door, we're like, close the freezer. Because it's so cold in there. She has this window that she she made, like, holes in it. So air will come through in the summer months. But now, in the wintertime, like, it's literally snowing. It's still blowing in this cold air. And she's like, it's refreshing. And just, <laughs> I, I kind of agree. The cold air feels nice. No, Dan, you look like you're in pain, dude. Yeah. Where you're in Sweden right now, right? Yeah. What's what the temperature? Your, yeah. What is your perfect temperature too? You know, you guys are the only weirdos doing Fahrenheit. So you're like, it's 55. I'm like, oh yeah, that's really cold. No idea how cold it is. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Uh, we have minus two. Feels like minus seven. Uh, which is that's definitely cold. That's like it's a good twenty-eight. Woo! That is freezing. Mm-hmm. You need a jacket, Jesus. No, she chooses to put the heat on, Dan. I don't understand it. Why do you do this to yourself? Save electricity. Save the planet. Exactly. <laughs> oh, school's out. I can't even. <laughs> is that what they're doing? Is that in in your apartment complex? Yeah, like. <laughs> it's loud are they in your apartment it sounds like they're inside <laughs> i mean i really thought an old woman got stuck in the elevator i live with a lot of elderly people who are very angry and <laughs> I, I, like, I get me out yes yeah. 
Um, because it's happened before, but it's this is a lot. It's loud. Um, there's also people with walkie-talkies outside. Uh, again, I got scared, so I closed the door and locked it. Um, I really didn't want to be a part of that. Anyway. Uh, Good to see you. Yeah, great to see you. <laughs> great to see you guys. Always a pleasure. <laughs> uh, a, a lot to cover here. We have a new record, but we have a new album yeah. on the way, Poster Girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Top of March. You've been working on this for a minute, yes? Yes, that's correct. I No, I have been, but you know what's funny? Even though it's been four years, the majority of these songs are written like in the last week of writing. <laughs> so wh what does that tell you? It tells me that it shouldn't have to take four years to make an album. So what were you doing the other four years leading up to the last week? Uh, I was, you know, making the records, making the records, just not being happy with, well, see, here's the thing. I've discovered that I'm a perfectionist and uh, I'm just never truly, really satisfied. But then I had to stop myself in my tracks and say, what are you doing? just release just release the album it's great it's it's literally great it's gonna be it's gonna be fine no one it, we're not going to mars this is a pop record you know no one's gonna die just release it and have fun with it uh because sometimes i think i put so much pressure on myself and especially on a second album when the first one went really well i just felt like well if i wait a little longer maybe it could be more successful or better and all of that and I think the truth is you just have to keep releasing music and like keep people in the loop and keep everyone um satisfied and happy dancing to your songs so it's I've definitely learned a lot I think about myself but also how I will move forward in in the future just knowing that I write I know who I write great songs with and I know you know, who, who I want to work with and what I want to do and then just do it. Don't overthink it. I think I get stuck in my head sometimes. Do you think you would have been able to get the songs that you wrote in the last few weeks without those created over the last four years? You know what? That's also a very good point. I felt like I, I, I learned to be a better writer. I, again, know who I really like to write with or who I like to write for me if I didn't do this song myself. Uh, so maybe, you know, th this whole thing led up to this moment, just like everything in life. And hopefully the stars will align and everything will, will eventually be perfect. Like, I don't know. Uh, but also maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. So what fuels the your 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 perfectionism and is it obviously a sophomore album and like the fear of sophomore slump like it, it yeah. chills in your head um, <laughs> yeah but like it chills in there literally what is more perfect than what you don't already have like what are you afraid of not having the song releasing yeah, it at the right I think time really when you push for things like that and when you push it forward or, or move it back or however you would put it when you push the release date um again and again and again I think somewhere in me I'm just scared of failure I think that's what it comes down to really you know you just want to prepare yourself so much 
for this huge thing that you let it like ruin the creativity a little bit of just having fun with the songs because it's just really good songs. Are you ever afraid of not releasing the one and and maybe like one of the songs that you wrote over the last four years that did have a place on the album mm-hmm. up until a few weeks ago now yeah. doesn't have a place anymore? You know what? I still love them, but it's also a good point because everything moves so – I feel like everything moves really quickly in – the world in general right now um there's a new show out every single day there's like a new series a new movie a new album a new so everything moves really fast and that also changes the the culture very fast so maybe the songs that i did write four years ago they don't feel that relevant today you know and also the do the songs that I did put on the album they just speak to me right now in the moment like I can relate to it it feels relevant but I do have a few jams that I still hold really close to my heart and that hopefully will have a place somewhere in the future uh and I will just hold on to them and see where they can fit you know because this album is kind of like it's quite positive and a little up-tempo slash energetic not so much like crying in bed vibe I don't get that from this album uh and I think that's just what I what I needed because pop music has just been my form of escape from reality since I was a little kid like also I don't really see myself as a, a writer firsthand I am most definitely a performer um You know, some people go into their rooms and they take a writing block and they write about their feelings. I put on my high heels and uh, I go in front of the mirror and I'm like, let me hear you sing louder. You know, I just get into that moment where when I want to express myself or when I'm sad or when I'm happy. And this album, I want it to be a really good, just like all of my songs. I I want it to work really well as a live show, too. Still some dynamics, but like a lot of dancing because I love to do that. A lot of energy. Um, Yeah, like a really fun live show. By the way, I give you a lot of respect because a lot of people out there like who maybe don't write like would pretend that they write a song or like, you you know, (laughs) you you know your strengths and you own it. Because by the way, like, you know, (laughs) the alarm is really, really bugging me out. Just let the lady out of the closet. <laughs> I don't have her in there. <laughs> just invite her. Just invite her to the Just invite her to the bar. <laughs> uh, no, but I, yeah. I, I have the utmost respect because a lot of people would like try to like bull, you know, or like yeah. pretend and you know your strength, you know what you can do well, you know why you are you, and you, have, you, you bring so much more to the table. And that's just fine. Like, you don't need to be. I also learned, you know, I love to have hands on in in every part, but you don't have to be everything Mm. at once. Um, And I have so much respect for the writers who are actually doing this every day. They go to like two sessions a day uh, and they're just hustling, hustling, hustling. And I do like to write, but I know that I am at least now, it's something you can train. I think why I have a hard time like being a writer or being a producer uh, is because that's a craft you need to 
put time in. And uh, I've put time into performing, whether it is in front of my parents when I was five up until now, that's what I've been doing. And that's what I've been getting good at. And that kind of comes back to my perfectionism that when I sit and I write a song, I'm like, so why is this not sounding like Frank Ocean did this? Like, I don't get it. Or like when I play the piano, I'm like, why doesn't it sound like Mozart? Like (laughs) I want to be instantly good at something. And I feel like I've had the time to practice unintentionally to be a performer just because that's what I've been loving to do. And it's so easy. You just open your mouth and you sing and that's how you express yourself. If you want to express yourself on the piano, you have to know how to play the piano. You can't just sit like, like that's not going to, you know, that's not going to sound good. Unless that's your emotion. And if that is. Yeah. 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 It could be a messy, it could be messy emotions. So this is just my prop that I have in mind in my room and never use it <laughs> does does singing come easy to you though like you know with so, the piano you, it doesn't it is so easy singing is yeah always been um and yeah i think that's why i loved it from the start because it was easy <laughs> God. But, but i just love things that are easy it's true and then you perfect it yes. and then you get better and better at it but you know, that's why I started working out with like a professional trainer. And I'm like, I'm just letting you know beforehand, you have to tell me I am doing so well, like every fifth second. Because if you don't tell me, I am like, I'm great. You're doing amazing. I will just lay down on the ground and I will not move. <laughs> like, like, I need that, you know, validation or, like, to feel like I'm doing something good. I don't think it's fun when it's not, when it's not easy. <laughs> I got to hit pause real quick to talk about our pets. My dog Lou is the only reason that I've made it through this pandemic. And honestly, some days he's the only reason that I smile. So making sure that he's treated properly throughout this entire thing and beyond has been very important to me. And PetSmart has been there. For the both of us, their stores are beautifully cleaned following all the CDC recommendations, but you don't even need to go to PetSmart to get the full experience. They have free delivery powered by DoorDash available now through January 31st, or they could do curbside pickup and drop off. It's really that easy. PetSmart, they just get it. They're also still doing their grooming services, all available via curbside pickup and drop off. PetSmart really is the best. I'm telling you, if you want to treat your pet right, PetSmart is a place. PetSmart.com. Go there and remember, free delivery powered by DoorDash now through January 31st. PetSmart.com. So when you're taking songs that somebody else wrote for you, what are you looking for? I'm just looking for if it's good or not. I don't know. Sometimes you just hear a song and you want to put it on your playlist. You know, I listen to a lot of Spotify, uh, my fellow Swedes, and they have this uh, new music Friday and they have this like weekly discovery that is specifically mm-hmm. made to you because of how you listen to songs and the algorithm. Sometimes you hear something and you're like, this is a really good song for whatever reason. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know the science behind it, but it speaks to me and it tells me something and I like it. So I'm going to add it to my playlist. That's kind of what it is with, with songs that I get sent that, I either like the melody, so like, oh, this is a really interesting concept, or just the the essence of the song, like the vibe is 
is good. Um, yeah. You know, do I like it instantly? Does it grow on me? How do I feel? And I think it's, it's harder to be objective when you write a song. Because sometimes you put a lot of your emotions into it uh, and you think, you know, it's amazing. And then other people hear it. It's like, yeah, yeah, that was cool. And you're like, how are you not jumping up and down of excitement when this is everything to me? But that's also the beauty of it. You know, if it's good to me, then maybe that's what maybe that's what I want to do. But I just try to not overthink it that's usually how it turns out to be the best is it hard for you to listen to things with like rough uh rough vocals on it or like demo vocals or like how do you like to hear something um well i definitely get demo itis like i listen to a demo and i think i'm not very i'm not very like oh it has to be mixed and mastered at all i think you if it's crispy and it sounds good, I will probably hate the mastered version of it. And like that actual produced version. When a produced version comes back, I'm like, can we can we take it off? Like all of it? Because I want to sound like the demo. Uh, so I try not to listen too much to the demo. Uh, when everything is like wonky and the sounds aren't, you know, leveled out and all that. I do get that feeling a lot where I'm like, can we go back to the demo? Um, but I think it's because I get used to things and that's how I like it to sound. If somebody was to pitch you a song, how do you want it presented to you? Do you want a finished product or do you want it like acoustic with no production? It really depends on. on. Ooh, hmm, good question. I think when I think about it spontaneously like this, I would probably like it to be like a pretty good idea of the production because that to me is like the vibe of the song um yeah yeah I think so but also it's good if you know you know they send you the song and it has no production on it and it's still banging and you can do whatever you want you can do whatever you want but also maybe that's the beauty of it, that it gets super raw and you just hear, good question. Don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excited for Poster Girl. It's coming on March 5th. Uh, yeah. Counting down the days. Got an Instagram countdown and everything going. Yeah. Uh, Dan's excited. No, I just, it's what we talked at the end of August and we talked all about poster girl. We talked about the meaning behind it. You gave us all the information and then we had to take it all out because you weren't supposed to. <laughs> That's so dumb. With like the whole interview. Yeah, there was like a big chunk of the interview where you told us all about the album. You told us about the meaning of the name and it, we just had to delete it. Yeah, but it's we good. Well, when we talked to you in August, the yeah. al- the, was the album different then than it will be yeah. on March 5th? It's the same. So let's just, let's just play the, play the. <laughs> oh. uh, but sometimes... I don't even know what to say anymore because I get really, it's really bad when I do interviews because I feel like, um, I feel in my head, right? There's, I don't know if there even is a person, but I think in my head that there's someone who watches all of my interviews and 
then he'll get really disappointed when I say the same things in every interview. So I always try to like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I don't like, get it. Oh, I'm yeah. tired of you saying the same things. Just say something else. So I always try to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, but you do. Um, I, I don't know yeah. how, how, how many routines you got. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like running out. So I'm like, hmm, how should I, how should I talk about this album in this interview? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we did it quite well in August. Are you the poster girl? I am the poster girl. Yeah. I'm not the poster girl, actually. I'm not the poster girl for feelings, which is a lie because I am. So what are you the poster girl for? I'm the poster girl for. Well, in the song, I'm a poster girl for uh, not feelings, but I'm a poster girl of having feelings for this. Wait, I'm not the poster girl of feelings, but I really like this person. But in real life, maybe I'm a poster girl for um, good songs and good um, morals. (laughs) That's nice. I had a Jessica Simpson poster in my room growing up. Yeah. Yeah, she was mopping the floor. She was mopping the floor. Yeah. Was that your poster girl? Yes, she was. My poster girl in my room was definitely Beyonce. Oh. Yeah. I had a few other people like ripped out of teen magazines, but she had she got like the special treatment. She got like actual you know merch posters and like exclusive touring stuff that no one else had. So she was the queen of the wall. <laughs> Sorry, is it weird to think that people have like posters of you in their house? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit strange. <laughs> yeah, it's it I can't show you the other wall just to show. Right. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like it's it's really amazing, but it's it's funny. Like it's weird because you think of other artists. Like I think about Beyonce, and I think she's. She's not really human, you know, in my world. She's this existence of just something higher. Because um, I've been idolizing her for so long and I've just put her on a pedestal that I don't want to take her down from. So I, it's almost like I don't want to meet her and realize that she is just a normal person because we all are. And uh, when I think about someone having posters of me in there, I just go back to myself and I think what I'm just like a person. So it's, it's funny how the human brain is even wired to like be able to idolize people or put even like, I guess it comes back to like religion, even like, you know, I almost pray to Beyonce. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like that, that's my God in my life. I'm not, I don't believe in anything else uh, except for love and respect. But you know, uh, it's, it's funny how our brains are like wired to even do that because we're all people. So what do you carry with you that Beyonce has taught you in your own music and career? I think just being always to always do your best. I feel like she's one of the most hardworking women out there. And I'm not saying that because I personally know her. I'm saying that because you can see that in her performances and in her music and um, videos and just everything that she does. I just feel like she does it 110%. And that's really inspiring to also just see how she is 
so hands-on uh, in everything she does. And the sh- yeah, she she's very inspiring because you could just you could just do anything like if you really really put your mind to it and are super super focused so i think that's what got me like <gasps> yeah and she's great she has a great voice she has a great yeah just everything just this gonna turn into the beyonce fan podcast but she really does have something special don't you think yes dan doesn't but i do i knew you didn't even have to say anything i could to see on your face that you're the type of person who is like, yeah, she don't impress me that much. Yes, that's that's not what I said. You guys are putting words in my mouth. No, no, you're on no. the record in no, other moments. Yes. Okay. I'll, let me, hey, let me explain. I okay. think Beyonce is incredible, but yeah. I think I don't understand the Beyonce super fans, the ones like really? you. Like you said, you, you you made a good point. They look at her like a god, like it's a religion. And that yeah. kind of confuses me where these people just praise her and like bow down and kiss her feet no matter what she does. And that's what I don't get. You believe yeah. that she is undeserving of it. <laughs> so now you're, yeah. no, you do. You've said it before, though. And, and you've no. said it on record. So, But I know what Whatever. you mean, though. I'll try to be very understanding here. I do know yeah. what you mean. And I think it like it touches what I was saying when it comes down to the fact that we're all just normal humans. And like, it's funny though, being an artist and also being a fan because like the, being like a super fan, like the fan culture of like really, really idolizing someone. I'm not saying it's strange, but it's definitely like, it's a funny relationship. You know what I mean? Totally. And I, I do think that it is such a strong force that it's greater than the individual that oh, you're 100%. idolizing. Because, like, yeah. it, it gives people friendships and yeah. community and it brings yes. people together and it makes – and allows people to feel heard and understood. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Like, I think there's – totally. Um, yeah. You're right, though. That's a very good. That's a good way of putting it. Like it's bigger than the person. Yeah. Because uh, they become this like force, so everything around it is. It's a centerpiece, yeah. and and, and <laughs> so much. It's like like so much can form as an extension of it, and I. Yeah. I think that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. But Beyonce's deserving of it uh, for many reasons, outside of the fact that she's outstandingly talented. She's she clearly is. a businesswoman. And I mean, she's really pioneered a whole bunch, but, uh, absolutely. Like there's like pop stars and musicians and then people like Beyonce and Rihanna have separated themselves. They're like on a whole different tier. They're like a class of their own, but at the end of the day, they are just people. Yeah. No, I hear that. Like the one day pictures went viral of Beyonce shopping at Target and (laughs) everyone's like, Oh my God, Beyonce shops at Target. I'm going to start, I got to go to Target. And I look, I was like, it's just, She's a person. Of course she's going to yeah. go to Target. She got to the she's going to go to Target. I know. But then she, and then people are so like, they just can't believe it that she does like normal people things because they wouldn't expect her to do that. Because even if you like her or not, you, most people do put her with a lot of other celebrities on this pedestal where they're kind of like, they don't almost want you to not do normal things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do, do you think of Barack Obama as just a person, Dan? 
I think mm. me personally think he's very approachable. I've never met him, but he feels like he's like, yeah, huh, we could hang out. Exactly. That's you true. know. What I mean? but also ethereal. Like also like uh like Jesus. I think that's why Bernie Sanders is very popular oh. amongst like popular culture because he don't even like he feels very approachable and he feels like he is like my uncle. Like you know what I mean. He is the most normal human being on the face of the earth. Yeah. I've met him and he is the most, one of the most genuine leaders we'll ever see. Yeah. Ever. I know. Yeah. I still get butterflies when I see Barack Obama on TV. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, totally agree with you. So do you think. But, okay, hold on. i just like Barack Obama is just a person. Like, he doesn't go out and get toilet paper okay. probably. Well, I don't think he really can. He's he he can't yeah. really do much without tons of security around him. I guess Beyonce is the, the same way. But yeah, Zara, you said Obama is approachable. Do you see, is Beyonce approachable? Uh, not to me, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I want her to be because I, I you know, I no, think I, it's I like it. it's it, it's this form of beauty in that way of like idolizing someone that high. But I also think she was before this time of having social media, having Twitter, having Instagram. I don't know if it's possible for an artist to um, to be that today and to reach that level without being approachable. Maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why Barack Obama he does feel more approachable because he kind of has to be to be liked and to um be getting people on his side or whatever i think that's also a a very clear it's it's telling a lot of about the era we're in i think and and you know you made such an incredible point beyonce is this because she existed in this major way in mm -hmm. a pre social in a pre-social media era where yeah. exposure and connection points to celebrities were very low. So yeah. when somebody feels less accessible to you, they are instantly put on a pedestal. And they feel like a superstar. Yes. Like yeah. being on Twitter, being on Instagram from the very beginning, being overexposed, it's like th that works against you to a certain degree if you want to be – this, yeah. you know, Beyonce totally, artist, totally. less is more in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's hard because at the same point, when you're starting out as an artist or whatever, you do want to let people know that yes. if they're following you, that you're like, you know, hey, like we're friends. I personally like that. Uh, with my fans that I have, I feel like we're like, it's different now. you have to be that. It is, it is different now. And then maybe. I don't know. I felt like Rihanna, she used to be more approachable. And then she reached a level where she was like, I don't need to be, mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that's just for her. It makes her personal life easier. Like, I don't know. Um, but she sure gives off like, I would love to have a drink with Rihanna, but she's not as approachable as she used to be maybe because now she reached superstar level and by her not being super like approachable whatever you want to say it, it gives her a little bit of more of a superstar status 
Dude, yeah, because she's less places. So people are always like, where's Rihanna? What's going on with Rihanna? Yeah, right? She's not here. Where's she at? What's up? <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. secretive. Yeah, that's like, it, people totally. like that mystery. We have very few mysteries anymore. Um, uh-huh. True. Rihanna, the aliens, you know, we got to hold on <laughs> to a few. Um, let, let's talk about this record with Young Thug, please. Because yeah. the talk about love is really great. The music video is superb. Thank you. How does the music video in specific come to be? I um I kind of want it didn't it didn't turn out at all how I thought it would be in the beginning. Um I but I knew I wanted it to feel very intimate and I wanted it to feel passionate and and like loving. Uh so I was like, hey, do you want to be my video to my boyfriend? Which I've said before, like, don't mix business and pleasure, you know. Don't poop or you eat, yeah. Uh, But he's a professional dancer. And, you know, if we're going to pretend to be in love on screen, at least we don't have to do the pretend part, which was kind of nice. And, uh, yeah, I I just, when we first started working on the script and, like, what I wanted to do for the video. I didn't think of it as a dance video, but when we were rehearsing and we were kind of doing the choreo over a few days, it just kind of turned into that. And uh, I really liked it. And I liked that it was contemporary and not so much what I do on stage or um, what I usually do. And I've also never danced with another person. But I really liked the colors. Uh, I really liked Young Thug's verse. I thought he looked sick. You know, we got we got the classics. We got the car and the bling and an old phone. Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, it was super fun to shoot. And I also, I just I just learned that I've also been around a lot of a lot of guys who. I mean, you guys are just incredible because there's so many men out there who have an like the like the confidence is just like it's through the roof. It's insane. The confidence a lot of guys walk in with and they're like, I can do this, I can do that, I can do this, I can do that, and that and that and that and that and that. And I'm also really good at this and this and that and that. And I'm just like, wow, this person is incredible. And then it turns out they're really not. They're quite average. You know what I mean? And that gave me so much inspiration because I was like, well, if you can walk in as a man and just say like, yeah, I can do all of this and you can't, but you still have that confidence. Why can't I, you know? So I've definitely learned to just be more confident because I know that I've had the privilege to work with to do work with a lot of amazing people uh in different fields and I've learned a lot of things so I just felt like let's just put myself out there a bit more and and see where it takes me and give myself a little pat in the back and say like you go girl you got this hell yeah Um, yeah are we gonna take on this role for other music videos moving forward I would love that I don't, I I mean, I can't direct it myself um, completely, but starting off just co-directing YouTube, you learn so much on YouTube um, when it comes to everything, like starting off with logic on my computer, 
just like you don't need to go to film school. You got YouTube Amen. and Netflix. That's how I feel. Was it ever awkward or was there any tension, negative, bad vibes working with your boyfriend or was the whole thing just easy? Well, I did feel we did have one <laughs> we did have one moment on rehearsal day in the house where I got so frustrated because I felt like he didn't take my leg high up enough. And he was like, I can do that and walk at the same time. And I was like, just take it higher. Just take my leg higher. And I felt like I wouldn't have used that tone of someone that I didn't know that well. Um, that would have been incredibly rude if he was just like a higher dancer for the video. If I just started like going at him like that. But I just wanted it to look as good as possible. Uh, but that was about it. It was very minor. Uh, we we just work really well together in, in life. And I think I realized in this relationship that uh, if you're not with someone and you're rooting for them and you're on the same team as them, then what's the point? Because I feel like not that I have been very uh, competitive. Well, yes, but in like <laughs> Let's say we're out. Let's say we're four friends out and we're going to play a game. Uh, my boyfriend and three other friends. And who am I going to root for? I'm going to root for my boyfriend if I'm not in it. And I don't think I've had that sense of like team feeling in my other relationships where I'm like, I want you to win. Like, and you want me to win. And we're going to help each other because we are the best team. Uh, and that's something that I think just feels kind of good to have uh just knowing that we're we're just going to push each other to be the best without without being pushy but just like to root for each other oh, and yeah. to want to be comfortable and, and and all that so uh yeah no drama that's really special and very yeah. rare is the yeah. scene you're talking about with your leg higher the scene towards the end when you're kind of like skating across the pool yeah, yeah exactly that and I was like, that was not high enough. Like, when I saw the footage, I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out okay anyways. I mean, it worked out. That that scene definitely sticks out. Because yeah. are you just being dragged across the floor? Is that all it is? Dragged. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was, like, some little slippery thing on the ground that made you slide that easily. Cause yeah, it was no. It's just drag, drag, drag. Yeah. It's a casual drag. <laughs> casual drag me along. Pull my leg higher. Right. Uh, do you have any other collaborations on this upcoming album? Uh, no, none that you'd not have heard. I have Sab Sabrina on it. Um, yes. First, I wanted it to be an album of like no collabs. But then I said, why not? You know, but in the future, we'll love to work more with uh, women. Um. It would just be fun because sometimes, you know, you have these songs and they're about love and it's like a girl and a guy and they sitting in a tree. But I don't feel like it has to be like that, even about love. Uh, even if I don't identify myself as, you know, falling for girls or whatever, you can talk, I don't, you can talk about love in whatever way with a girl and it doesn't have to be like your queer baiting. You know what I'm saying? Like... Right. Yeah, I think I just want to work with women so much. And there's so many talented ones out there. And we can talk about anything. It doesn't even have to be about love. We can talk about, like, anything. 
Yeah. Uh, Poster Girl is the album. March 5th is the release date. Talk About Love, that is a single with Young Thug. We're going to put a link in the description below. Uh, I have a couple more things. One, the kids on the internet love to say, you know, they're sleeping on you. They're sleeping on you. Do you feel Uh like people are sleeping on you? Yes, they are. What the <laughs> how do we, how do we wake them up? I don't I don't know I don't know but I do feel like I I I I don't know all I can do from my side is to make music put it out and have fun with it. Um, you know when something is released out in the world, then the power I lost the power like the ball is not in my on my court. So I think you just have to keep releasing stuff like get people in the loop, get people excited, um, keep them happy. But yeah, I do think there's so many people out there who hopefully would love to hear my music and that I want to give my music to. But I don't really know what to do about it. I think I have amazing fans who've been there for me for a really long time. Um, But yeah, if I knew, if I only, if I knew, I would have done something about it. No, but I, I don't know. I really don't. So here's a question I have. Do you mm-hmm. think that a little, a little controversy, controversy may kind of help? I mean, uh, because, because. Alluding to this Sabrina Carpenter. Well, that's because I again. always thought people right. always say that she was slept on. And I agree. She's very talented. Sabrina. And now this little controversy that she's involved in, people are it's now true. paying attention to her. And whether she wanted to be involved in the controversy or not, it is helping her. And I'm like, could that work for Zara? 100%. That is a very interesting question. And I think you're right. Of course it helps. And it makes people interested. Like people love gossip. People love talking about celebrities, private lives, what they're doing, what they're not doing. Who is this about? You know, what are you saying? Is this like a subliminal message? People love that. And I think it did benefit Sabrina, especially because it kind of comes back to her music. It comes back to her song. People want to hear the song. Then they found out the song's really good. They become fans of her, you know, but I feel like every time I've been in a controversy, it's been about some stupid that has nothing to do with my music. Like, (laughs) blasting James Charles. Like, what was that for? You know what I mean? And I just find myself in these situations. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I'm like, why do I do this to others? I don't even mean, I, I don't want any part of it. But somehow I end up like, in a, in, anyways, I just can't mind my own business. Uh, but if there would be a controversy like around my music, then yeah, maybe. But I'm a very anxious person and I would not plan any controversy like I don't think my body could handle that if it happens it happens but um yeah it's not a dumb idea at all and people get into it we, we gotta you know work. construct something here we gotta right yeah let's, let's, puppet masters let's, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, let's see what I come up with just when, just when you on. speaking of the James Charles thing did you notice a spike in numbers when that happened or no yes Yes, I did. No, for real. I gained like a hundred thousand followers. And that's just crazy. But still, I was like, uh, retweet my music. <laughs> you know? Uh, but it comes back to people just loving 
beefs and loving gossip and to talk about people. And I'm the same. I think we're all the same. It's entertaining. And, you know, you talk to others about it and you bond over that and la, 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 la. That's just how the world goes. But I didn't mean for it to blow up the way we did. And I also... I just I took it back I took it back like the morning after because I was like oh it wasn't even that you know I didn't mean for this to happen we're talking about you accusing James Charles of flirting with your boyfriend yes and he was just like hey you're really hot like not a big deal um I was just answering someone's comment and it just blew way out of proportion and I was like oh no but yeah people love people love to beef they do. And I, you know, you will find me in the comments on the shade room and like on where I'm like, oh my God, what are people saying? Like, what are they saying? I think we're all the same. So stupid. Uh, yeah. Zara Larson, Poster Girl. That is the album, March 5th. Uh, Dan, you literally look like you're in a, a winter tundra. Like you're, like you're going out with your snow dogs, and you're about to go yeah. for a big old sleigh ride into the center of town. Well, I've I feel like up. you just look like you're gonna take. You're like in Britain, and you're gonna take a cigarette. <laughs> go out there on a smoking you know, break. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never been to Britain. I'm just sitting inside, cold. <laughs> it's giving me going out for cigarette vibes. By the well, way, <laughs> you really are a global pop star, and it is very cool. I was thinking about that this morning. You are known worlds over, and uh, you're a big deal. I love your song with the Italian rapper. Oh, uh, yeah, that is. Yeah, love that record. <laughs> and you have a record with m &E speaking about people in England, you know, doing things. Another great record. Yeah, you're very, very cool, very global. Are you – obviously, COVID's affected every crevice of this planet – um, are, are you excited to get out there and perform again? Do you Very. think about that? All the time. Uh, super excited. And that's actually true. You know, I so not see myself as a global, um, pop star, but then I'm like, I've been traveling and like having shows almost all over the world. So that counts for something, you know? Um, and I love to tour. I really do. And I love my band. We have such a great time. And um, not only on stage, but we do have a great time on stage. Like we could perform in front of like two little rocks. <laughs> and we would have the best time, you know, because <laughs> what we do on stage. Uh, so we will do a live stream. Very, very fun. March 8th. I can say that. I won't say what it is, but um, now they're just going to be like, delete everything again. She can't say it, right? <laughs> Cut that out. All the footage. All right. No, but March 8th on International Women's Day. That's easy to remember. Oh, I'm going to wow. do a really, really fun thing. Uh, but other than that, yeah, man, I can't wait to get back on stage. My mom's also super worried. I'm going to go like completely broke. She tells me at least once a day, she's like, stop <laughs> order Uber Eats. You don't know where you're going to get paid again. You might not do another show for five years and then you're going to end up on the street. Like she is so dramatic. I'm not allowed to spend like money on anything. It doesn't matter what it is. She was like, <laughs> her eyes are on me and she'd be like, 
what if you never perform again? What if this is like never ends and you're just going to go broke? <laughs> she, she's on me every day about that, actually. So, yeah, I would love to tour and get some money. <laughs> are, are you going to get the vaccine? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not very much of a conspiracy theorist, I have to say. No, uh, really, Bill Gates has better things to do than control us idiot yeah. humans. I oh, mean, with the uh, chips and that. Come, yeah, come on. on. They already know everything about you. Yeah. They know exactly what you like, what you do, where you're at. They you're don't want any more of you, to be honest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've already milked us for all yeah. that we're worth. And to be honest, <laughs> keeping us alive allows them to make money. So yeah. let's. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm here for yeah, it. I'm ready. Jab 100%. me, baby. Yes. <laughs> Zara Larson, you're amazing. Uh, Poster Girl, that is the album. Link in the description below. Uh, please click it. You'll, you'll be able to access the songs that are currently out. Very fun. Appreciate you. I hope to see you in person. And if we see you in person, that means you're you're doing shows again, and that means yeah. you're working and you have the ability to feed yourself. So I hope <laughs> to see you again. And I'm sure your please mom. Buy my song to- so I can buy a happy meal <laughs> and survive the cold winter. Oh, you're awesome. Thank you for being great. Oh, I love you guys. I love can't you wait too. to see you. See you soon. Hopefully. Bye. You're amazing. Bye. Bye. Hey, beautiful human. I, I can't thank you enough for giving us your time and attention today. Zara Larson has a brand new album, Poster Girl, coming March 5th. Thank you for hanging out and thank you for tuning into our podcast because without you, we really wouldn't be able to do this. So please subscribe and tell a friend. Peace and love. Have a great day.